truth is all of us have scars and all of our scars tell a story behind us here is just some of the testimonies of people in this house that have scars of lost and hopeless miscarriage born addiction rape, abuse, suicide all of these things could never be able to overcome had not been for the scars of Jesus and that's what we're going to talk about for these next three weeks is our scars that tell a story and then next week his scars that tell a story of his love and his grace today I want to primarily focus on Paul New Testament, share some truths from there. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 17, Paul says this, he said, For now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Uh, whenever you study out this scripture, you will find out that he is in fact talking about all of the scars, the wounds, the marks in his body from everything that he had been through in his life for the cause of Christ. Amen. And so today we want to just share that uh, with you. And I believe that it'll be relevant to each and every one of us in this house today. Spirit of the living God, speak to us today. Allow your presence to touch our hearts, our minds, let our minds and our hearts be open toward you today. I pray, Father, that you will help us in this hour, in these moments that we come into your presence, that your scars will touch ours and our lives will be changed forever. In the matchless name of Jesus and amen, amen. Praise God. If you live life long enough, you will come to a place where that it will challenge you in everything that you believe. Got three people. You think you know God. You think that you know what he will do, what he will say, what he will allow, and all of these things. And and that's it's we we develop that mindset by what we have been taught. But when we look at it through life and going through life, uh, it doesn't always happen the way we think it's going to happen. Amen. If you live right, they say bad things won't happen. If you do the right things, if you uh, do what you're supposed to do, live godly, go to church, read your Bible, go through all that you won't deal with circumstances of life. Trouble won't come to your house, but that has always been a lie. The Bible said it rains on the just as well as the unjust. Those who live godly will suffer persecution. And so uh, you you go through life and, 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 and it 
the church, and I don't want to put everybody in the same category, but the modern day church in America has made Christianity this fluff and cotton candy and and all of this nicey nice. But how many know that the, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven suffers violence? And so it is a warfare, it is a battle, it is a struggle. It isn't something that is an easy walk through the park, but, but you live life. And as you live life a while, you, you uh, begin to realize everything doesn't work out good. Amen. Uh, you, you put on top of that living life itself and then... Uh, in my case, working with people every day, and uh, all of these things, you put them together, and you and and you find yourself uh, burying your 18-year-old nephew. You find yourself walking people through a divorce after being married for 30 years. You find yourself walking people through circumstances of life that are heart-wrenching as you see their children bound by addictions and drugs and pornography and all kinds of worldly lusts that, that is so heart-wrenching and seeing it tearing the very heart out of that family. And you know those people are living the best they know for God. You see, I'm called to show his strength in my scars. Most everyone has scars from some point in your life, either growing up or even as an adult, there are, you probably have some scars. You, you know, I have one here on my hand that, that, uh, a wrench slipped and laid that hand open. I've got another one on this hand over here where it was burning some brush one day and, using some rubber. I know it ain't smart, but it's what we're doing, using some rubber to get the fire going good. And it rolled over on my hand. I still got a mark on my hand. It reminds me of my stupidity. Right? And this one over here, it reminds me, let somebody else work on your car. (laughs) But we have marks, we have scars. It reminds us of seasons of our life. Everyone here has some marks. They have scars to remind you of of where you've been, what you have been through, what you have dealt with in life. And Paul says that I bear the scars in my body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many, if said, if God loved me, he wouldn't let me go through this. If God was for me, he would have stopped this from taking place. A modern day Paul would not fit into this modern day circuit of preachers because he wasn't glory in what God delivered him from. He was glorying in what God had brought him through. And he said, you know, he said, well, he didn't look at it and say, if God loved me, he would have delivered me from this or he would have stopped this from happening. But Paul said, my scars are my testimony of God's keeping power in my life. Amen. 
and and he begins to, to begins to tell his story in Second Corinthians. I believe we have that for you. Second Corinthians chapter eleven. He said, "To my shame, I admit that we were too weak for that. Whatever." Anyone else dares to boast about, I'm speaking as a fool, I also dare to boast about. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am, I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I was spent a night and a day in the ocean. I was have been uh, constantly on the move. I have been in danger of rivers, danger and bandits, in danger of my fellow Jews, in danger of Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger in the sea. I have often gone without sleep. I have no. I have known hunger and thirst, and I've often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressures and the concerns of all of the churches. Who is weak, and I do not feel weak. Who is led in sin, and I do not inwardly burn. If I must boast, I will boast in the things that show my weakness." The modern day world would say, if God is so good, why do good people go through bad things? But Paul is using his suffering to prove that God loved him. When he went to prove that God has been good to him, he did not talk about the blessings of God, but he said, I just want you to know that these scars are proof that God has taken care of me. Paul said, I want you to know that my scars, my many scars, he said, I was shipwrecked. I was a a night and a day in the deep. I've been stoned and left outside the city for dead. I have gone through and been hurt. And these wounds and these scars in my life are proof positive that God has taken care of me in everything that I have gone through in my life. Then he refers to the inner scars. He talks about the wounds that are in his life. And he talks about the scars, the the ones that are not visible in the skin. They are the inner scars upon the heart. When people talk about you, amen, that you trusted. Whenever people, whenever people that you put confidence in walk out of your life, it hurts. When people that you spoke to in confidence and they broke confidence, it hurts. When you suffer and you care about people, you see, because someone can't hurt you, you don't care about. But the fact that you care about them, they can hurt you. And the hurt isn't on the outside, it's on the inside. 
It's the wounds of the heart that are most difficult to bring healing to because people are able to hide those wounds. And because they're able to hide them, they, they, they cover them up and we're good at hiding our scars. We're good at hiding our wounds. We don't, we don't want to preach like Paul. We don't want to testify like Paul. We don't want to talk like Paul. We, we want to talk about all the good things. But Paul said, I want you to know why I know God loves me. Because I was in the middle of the shipwreck a night and a day in the deep and he kept me. I should have died, but he kept me. I remember when they stoned me. You see this this knot on my head right here, this indention on my head. It's where they stoned me. They thought I was dead. I should have died, but God kept me through it all. He said, Let, you know, and I can see him. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's not true, but I can see him in my imagination. He's, he's taking and rolling his sleeve up. He's pointing to scars and saying this happened over here and this happened over there. Hey, Amen. I don't know. Maybe he started taking his shirt off. He said, that ain't all of them. Amen. And his back was messed up. Amen. Why? Because he, all of this pain that he went through everywhere on his body, he bore the marks, the scars of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when you, you are hurt, your hurt is not a scar. Your hurt is a wound. And wounds are the place of the hurt where healing has not come yet. It is only when the hurt and the wound has received healing that you have a scar. And when you have a scar, it is because that wound has completely been healed. When you have a wound, you're not able to talk about your wound. When you have a wound, somebody begins to reach towards you and and you jerk away. For you know the pain is still going to be in that place of your wound. Somebody gets close to it and you recoil, you pull back, you withdraw, you hide in your cave, you, you go into your cocoon, you, you hide from the pain because the pain is still intense. The gash is still deep. The wound is still oozing with pain. And because of that, you're not able to tell your story yet. But the fact that Paul stepped up to the, to the, to the pulpit or to the plate and began to talk about his scars, his marks, his wounds tells us that everything he went through, he had already received healing from. And it no longer was a gapping wound, but it was a scar to bear the mark that said, I was there and God was there too. And he kept me and preserved me in the day of my trouble yes. 
that describes you today, I have good news for you today. If you're hurting, if you're wounded, if the scar, if you, the scar has not developed in your life yet, I got good news for you today. Jesus was pierced for your transgressions. He was crushed for your iniquity. Amen. He The punishment that was brought upon him was for your peace. And by his wounds, you are healed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Your wounds may not be healed yet, but healing is on the way. Amen. Jesus is in the house today and wherever he is, he brings his healing with him and he will heal your wounds till you will have only scars remaining and you will have a testimony like Paul that even though I was left for dead, even though people walked out of my life, even though people said I'll never make it, I'm standing here today with the scars in my life for a constant reminder against my enemy that greater is he that is in me than all of the hell that comes against my life. Oh, come on and give him praise today. We're good at covering our scars. We're good at covering up. We don't, we, we do everything we can do so that other people don't see our weaknesses. We don't want other people to see our scars. We don't want other people. But Paul rolls up his sleeves and says, let me show you something. You think God is only good because everything is flowery. But let me show you how good God is whenever things are not rosy because everybody can make it when it's all going good. But Paul said, let me show you how good God is. He don't just, he's not just with you in the good times, but he'll be with you in shipwreck. He'll be with you whenever religious folk uh, start stoning you. Huh? Start hurling their stones of accusation and condemnation and even try to kill you, kill your integrity take you and destroy your very life. But he said, I want to remind you, look at my scars. This scar is from the shipwreck. This scar is from the religious people that killed Jesus. They tried to kill me. Paul said, this gospel, this is what the Lord has done for me. This is how faithful he has been. This is how he carried me through the difficult season of my life. This is what he has called me to do, to give my life for this gospel. Amen. And that's suffering. It hurts whenever people talk about you. It hurts whenever you're rejected by those that are your peers. It hurts whenever people walk out of your life. It hurts when you don't get the report you thought you were going to get. It hurts when you pray and you pray and no answer comes. But Paul said, I don't tell you that suffering makes me doubt this gospel. Because my suffering and what I go through does not make me doubt the gospel. Because I didn't look at the gospel through the lens of my suffering. I looked at this suffering through the lens of his gospel. 
and it let me know that God is good and he's good all the time. And even though I have been through some bad days and difficult situations, these, these difficult times, I'm not going to look at the gospel and say it's not true, it's not relevant because I'm not looking at the gospel through my pain. I'm looking at my pain through the gospel and he said I'll never leave you nor forsake you I'll be with you to the ends of the earth and because of that I no longer have wounds but I have scars in my body to let you know his word is true in your life when Paul is teaching young Timothy he begins to speak and tells him keep his eyes on Jesus He refers to that which is temporary and says, my pain is temporary, but his word is eternal. So I refuse to allow my life to be jacked up because of temporary situations, but I choose to focus on that which is eternal. And I'm going to hold on to his eternal word because his internal word, heaven and earth will pass away. Everything's changing. Kingdoms are rising. Kingdoms are falling. Everything is shifting in the world, but his word will never pass away. And so even though today I may be in a dark season, his word never changes. Even though tomorrow I may be on the mountaintop, but his word never changes. It doesn't matter about these these temporary things that I'm going through. I'm going to hold on to the eternal word of God. I'm not going to doubt his word because of temporary situations that have come into my life. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know in whom I have believed. And I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him against this great day. You know why the American church is in the mess that it's in? You know why America is in the mess that it's in? It's because they don't know whom. They've heard the Bible, but they don't know whom. They know about God, but they don't know God. And even this modern day church, we we are living in America where that statistics tell us that America is biblically illiterate. But you don't know whom you have believed. And if you don't know in whom you have believed, then you can't be convinced that he will keep you. But if you look back and find out who he is and whom you have believed, you will find out that in the beginning, God, whom? God. When the world was out without form and void and darkness is upon the face of the deep, him whom I have believed began to speak. And just the power of his word created the cosmos. Just the power of his word. He didn't even have to get up off his throne. He just started talking. 
And the power that was just in his word caused everything that we see, everything that we know, everything that is around us and things that are yet to be found out. Amen. He created it all by the power of his word. I want to tell you today that is in whom I have believed. And even though that I may be going through difficult things, even though I may not understand why I'm going through what I'm going through, it does not change my mind one bit about whom I have believed. I know that he is able to keep me and he may take me through it. He may bring me out of it, but it really doesn't matter on the other side of this world. I'm going to have a scar to remind the devil that's where you tried to kill me. That's where you tried to take me out. That's where you tried to destroy my life. But thanks be to God, the one in whom I have believed has brought me through the valley and he has taken me to the mountaintop. And today I rejoice not in my victory, but in the scars and the wounds of my life. The reason why that people cannot relate to us and they look like look to the church like we come off of the mothership is because we act like we ain't never had no problems. And they can't deal and figure out and relate to people that hasn't never been through anything. Huh? Get all dressed up, looking nice. It's good. It's good. Amen. I'm thankful that you dressed up. I, 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 I see people when I drop my kids off to school and I said they should have got out of their bed clothes. I see them at the mall and I said, dear God, don't they know pajamas aren't proper for out here. I, I'm glad you dressed up today. But when we ever going to be real to where we can be like Paul and roll up our scars Show off those scars and say, looky here. <laughs> you want to talk about how bad you got it? He said, you won't boast about all that you can do. He said, I've done it and I've done it better. I've been there, done it more. You want to talk about pain? So I'll tell you about pain. And begins to talk about being in prison. Talks about his shipwreck. Talks about being beaten with rods. We talk about, we got problems. Huh? And I want to tell you today in the midst of whatever you're going through, if you're in the midst of sickness, if you're in the midst of darkness, if you're in the midst of sin, if you're in the midst of a place right in the middle of your dark place right now, you don't have to be afraid, but you can get confidence in him who is able. When you know him, you can have confidence in the midst of your insecurity. Can I tell you, there's been some times when I've been insecure, uncertain of how it was going to turn out. Huh? But in the words of Andre Crouch, through it all, I've learned that I can trust in Jesus. And through it all, I've learned that I can trust in his word. 
because he has never left me nor forsaken me. Amen. He says, my scars are proof that he never did leave me. It is reminder that he never will. You may say that your scars today are proof that God has abandoned you. But the reality of it is if God would have abandoned you, you would have never made it out. God shows his strength in the midst of our scars. My scars become the place of my authority. The people, the places of my scars are where the enemy tried to kill me, tried to get me to doubt my confidence in him in whom I had believed, tried to take me out. The enemy was successful in wounding me, but God was there and healed me. And now the scar, the mark on the spot of my life is where my authority lies because everyone's scar is in a different place in your life. But that place is where God's grace is being being shown in your life. Amen. And what entered your life as a weakness will always come out as a strength. If you will believe in him, I promise you that wherever the enemy attacked you, where your wound was at, and God brought healing there, it will not be an embarrassment to you, but it will be your strength. It'll be your strong place. It'll be the place that God will cause ministry to come out of your life until you can speak to other people and say, look here, it may be a drug addiction. It may be wounds of sickness and disease. It may be the wound of divorce. It may be the wound of a broken heart. But now that God has taken the balm of Gilead and he has brought healing to your wounded place, there is only a scar there. And the scar is to remind you that he healed you, he delivered you, he restored you. And now that's your place of authority that you can go back and say, listen here, baby girl. If God brought me through a divorce, he can bring you through it. If God brought me through addiction, he can bring you through addiction. If he brought me out of bondage, let me testify about how good God is. He won't just take deliver you, but he'll bring you out of the circumstances of your life. And it becomes your authority to say, you don't have to worry about the devil. You may be in a bad place, but the greater one lives on the inside of you he brought me let me show you my scar the devil thought he was going to take me out but because of God's grace his mercy and his unfailing love I stand here today as a testimony against the adversary that he cannot touch what God has anointed hallelujah you don't hide your scars in worship You let them be seen because it's a reminder to the enemy that this is where the devil tried to take me out. But I'm just going to praise him because he is greater. The one in whom I have believed. Amen. He is greater. 
That's the reason why the one that tried to cause me to lose heart. But I want you to see me worshiping my my God today. I want you to see my scars today. Because my scars are my healed place. My scars are my authority. And because he's done it for me, I'm going to make sure it happens for someone else. I'm not ashamed of my scars. I'm not ashamed of my weakness. I'm not ashamed to show the place where I almost gave up and quit. Almost threw in the towel. Almost threw away my confidence. Almost got my eyes off of the eternal and started focusing on on the temporary. Almost. Lost heart and walked away. All of the pain in my life has purpose. Everything we deal with in our life is bringing us to a place where that we understand the grace of God. Sometimes we want to put on a brag session about what we've given up or what we've had to go through and I'm not making light of people's pain today you understand that pain is real and godly people go through difficult things but I can imagine running into Paul and you know we we here on the earth we want to talk about you see we suffer for God and you say, oh, how, how do you suffer? I had a, you know, I had a flat tire on the way to church and I had, I had to get out in my good clothes and change that tire. It was bad. And, and then somebody attacked me on Facebook and, uh, and, 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 and and other people, they, I thought they were my friends, and they they started talking about me behind my back, and I found out about it, and it, it really hurts, and it does. People I trusted, huh? And then Paul steps up, <laughs> says, "Let me tell you about a bad day. They beat me." nearly to death with rods. They stoned me. That's that's what I'm talking about. I suffered, and these marks are the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't come to make light of what you're going through and what I'm going through today. I'm only coming to put it into perspective to say that if God did it for Paul, as severe as it was, then certainly whatever you and I are dealing with, God is more than able to turn that wound into a scar. You're here today and you have wounds in your heart and inner wounds that cannot be seen by the eye but can be felt in the soul. There's healing for you today. An undealt with wound will only continue to ooze with 
sickness and pain and always be a point of causing us to withdraw, recoil, and war. That's the reason why you, you push on somebody in a place and they go off and you don't know. You, you say, what, what's up with that? They just, out of what you know as character, out of what you know as what, how they normally, and then all of a sudden, bam, crazy. It, you just put your finger on a wound. You just had a word that spoke. It ain't about you. It's about that wound that hasn't been healed on the inside of them. And whenever you put your finger on it, when you said that thing, it took them back to the place where they were hurt because they haven't been healed yet. And they're acting out because of what's going on in. I've seen people do it over and over again. Develop relationships only to a place and then they can't keep friends because whenever friends find out the wound, they have to act up and destroy and sabotage the relationship so they move on to somebody else. Never dealing with the wound. Never dealing with the inner pain. And I want to tell you today, it doesn't have to be that way. Your wounds can become your scars. That will become your testimony of how God has brought a change to your life. The greatest and the deepest wounds of our life are those that are caused from sin. The price of sin is death, it's hell, it's everlasting torment. But today those wounds of sin can never be healed. It'll stay infected. It'll stay the place of great pain until you've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. And when you surrender your life to him, he can take that sin and wash your life white as snow. The word picture is that when we call upon his name and are saved, that he he so cleanses us that it's, it's never even as if it never happened. It's gone. That's how healed I want to be. I want to be so healed that I can walk into a room and nobody even know that I've been wounded until I show them my scars. Tell them God has been good to me. He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. And even in the midst of the chaos and even in the midst of uncertainty, he's been faithful to me. Stand with me today, please. If you're here this morning, I want to tell you, first of all, you're in a safe place to allow healing to come to your life. There's nobody here that judges you. It's my responsibility to lead this house. I commit to you that religion will never rule in this place. There will not be any condemnation. There will not be any judgment in this place. There will be love and we will be embracing. It's a safe place. The tabernacle will always be a safe place for people to fall apart. So that God can bring healing to their life. 